whatever. Welcome to Newcastle Going Green, a series of monthly podcasts brought to you by the Sustainability Advisory Board. Each episode will give you information about green initiatives and sustainable options you can find around Newcastle. On today's episode, we will be discussing the topic of rooftop solar with Mike Corso and Matthew Hildenbrand of Infinity Solar and Kent Thomas, who will provide a bit of insight on into what the solar market looks like into 2023. To introduce our guests today, Mike has lived in Chappaqua for 31 years and is currently the head of digital digital strategy for Infinity Solar Systems. Mike oversees all areas of digital marketing for Infinity, including social media, paid advertising, SEO, website user experience, and consumer education. Matt is a co-owner of Infinity Solar Systems and the president of sales. And Kent is... uh, one of our uh, own members of the Sustainability Advisory Board. He is the co-chair. Now, we do want to make a disclaimer that this, as a program brought to you by the Newcastle Sustainability Advisory Board, we do not endorse any specific solar installer. But Mike and Matthew are appearing as experts in the solar industry. Kent will have his rooftop solar installed very soon. And it would be, we thought it'd be an interesting perspective to hear from someone who has just decided to install uh, solar. So we welcome Mike, Matt, and Kent to Newcastle Going Green. Thanks for having us. Pleasure to be here. So, Gabriel. No, awesome. Awesome to have everyone here. Um, so, just, you know, speaking a little bit about solar. Um, odds are that if you're listening to this program, you already have a bit of prerequisite knowledge, but just to sort of rehash as a renewable source of power, solar is incredibly important in reducing greenhouse gas emissions and also mitigating effects of climate change. Um, and it's a critical engineering feat to protecting humans, wildlife and ecosystems across the entire world. Um, it can also improve air quality and reduce water use from energy production. And it's also a real driver of innovation. I mean, the, 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 the fundamental technology that, that is the undercurrent for solar, the photovoltaic panels are really incredible. They convert sunlight directly to electricity. And the entire solar industry has also been um, an avenue to explore advanced battery systems, concentrated solar power systems, and solar thermal technology, all of which can be applied across various fields, but are incredible um basically avenues of exploring how we can store energy and how we can become more efficient looking forward. So in terms of an industry, it experienced a 37% growth in the United States alone. And projections are that there will be 42% more solar power or solar panels installed in the U.S. between 2021 and 2025 uh, than were installed during the previous five years. And this is also tying into an increasing job market. So the solar industry spans hundreds of thousands of people. And according to the Solar Foundation's National Solar Job Census in 2020, the U.S. solar industry employs over 230,000 people. And it's and it's steadily growing over time as we're developing more solar infrastructure. Uh, home solar in conjunction with battery storage gives households control over their energy costs. And it allows homeowners to maintain power for critical need during grid outages. It gives basically a great plan B and it's a fantastic way to participate in and benefit from a transition to a cleaner future. So I also just wanted to give some some, some figures, some numbers that I think could be interesting. Um, so 142.3 gigawatts is the amount of solar currently installed in the US as of 
2022. Uh, the average cost of a solar installation in the US is between 10,000 and 20,000. So it's still pricey, but as we're moving forward in technology, it's becoming cheaper, more accessible. And 200 times is the rate at which the solar industry has grown since the introduction of the solar investment tax credit. There's definitely a lot of government support for solar as an industry, as I'm sure um, viewers and everyone on this call has heard on the news and has seen in policy. And there are over 3 million solar energy systems installed in the United States alone, which ends up converting to millions and millions of metric tons of carbon emissions reduced annually. Um, it's really some incredible numbers, and I do want to give our experts a chance to speak about it because it's it's an amazing technology. It's an amazing path towards the future, and uh, I can't be more excited to talk about it today than everyone else. Fantastic. Thank you. So great to hear some solar facts and solar information. It's always important to get that information out to everyone because, uh, let's face it, we, re we must start to hit renewables a lot more. So I'm gonna start off uh, with Mike and then Matt, I will, you know, if you guys wanna go back and forth on whatever, you know, any subject matter. Uh, so first off, uh, I'll ask, uh, why why is it a good time to install solar? Why would the time be now? I think right now we're at a really interesting, and by the way, thank you for that that intro and that uh, solar knowledge. I think I just picked up a handful of facts there uh, myself that I'm going to have to use in my, my queue here, but thank you for that. Um, so yeah, there's, is this a really interesting time right now? Uh, we're at a place where the technological advances in solar um, are at a really, really good spot, um, as well as there's significant subsidies provided from the state and the government in the majority of areas. So we're kind of in this honeymoon area where the technology is sufficient uh, and there's a huge amount of, of, of benefit provided by the federal and state subsidies that are declining over time. So we're kind of at a high point right now. The technology will, of course, always continue to advance. But as incentives start to dwindle over the years, um, you know, the people are going to look back and probably wish they were doing it right around now, uh, a handful of years down the road from now. So great time to get into it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that you see more and more in the news, which is good. Uh, you see people getting, you know, in their brain, hey, we got to do something. And the sun is there. It's out. It's there all the time. What What is the most logical step? Uh, so... It, I mean, in terms of the process, I mean, who would be better to talk to it? What what would be, you said there's incentives. How do we find out this incentives before or during? Do you, when someone says, okay, I want to get a solar panel through your company, solar, you know, solarize my house. Uh, what, what's the first step? Sure. So the incentives are going to vary state to state, uh, even utility utility in certain areas. There's a blanketing incentive that covers the entire country, which is the uh, federal income tax credit. So very simple. The way that that would work is 30% of the total cost of the solar project would get reimbursed to you through your federal income taxes come tax season. Um, so in the scenario that uh, Gabriel provided for us before, if a system, for example, is $20,000, you'd have a $6,000 federal income tax credit that can be applied against either tax money that you owe the government um, or just tacked uh, directly onto your you know, W-2 employment return if you're, uh, if you're a W-2 employee. So huge benefit on the ownership side there. Uh, so, and then there's various other incentives depending on the state that you live in. Uh, for example, New York has a $5,000 dollar for dollar uh, New York state tax credit. 
So when the two of those are put together on the $20,000 project that we were just mentioning before, if you have a $20,000 out-of-pocket expense, but the federal government's paying six and the state of New York is paying five, right off the bat, more than 50% of, the, of that particular project, the cost would be offset by someone other than the homeowner. Would you work with the homeowner to give them this information? I mean, who, where do they get it? Would they get it from you? Do they have to do some research? I mean, what, what point do they you know, figure that out? Yeah, so at a company like ours, uh, we've been doing this since 2008. Uh, I like to think that we're uh, local experts. We service New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Um, again, the name of the company is Infinity Energy. Um, so yes, the way that it would work would be very simple. Someone would just pick up the phone or inquire online about collecting more information about solar. Um, and then they'd speak to one of our representatives to book an appointment. The large majority of appointments that we take nowadays are on Zoom, very similar to this. Mm -hmm. So we would hop on. Uh, we'd collect basic information, name, address, and phone number for, for them before the meeting. Uh, and then our engineering team would actually design an entire preliminary system based off of satellite imagery that would show us how many panels can fit on the roof uh, and basically put together a cost stack or a cost savings for the homeowner that a sales professional would review with the homeowner to go through the different options based off of the research that was done before the meeting. Right. So the so the homeowner would then know if their property is conducive or not, obviously. Exactly. I mean, you would, and that's done through uh, through through seeing it through uh, some sort of Google map. I mean, how how do you check? You go, uh, you know, to, to check exactly. through that. Google. OK, that's we, what happened to me. Yeah. There's some proprietary softwares out there, uh, and there's some there's some large scale softwares that uh, can that have 3D imagery and 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 um, they call it a radiance modeling, which shows how much sun is hitting different parts of the roof. And then with that information, we're able to get a pretty accurate uh, solar design for a roof before ever actually being on site. And then, of right. course, that information is going to dictate uh, what's in the quote, right? More panels or less panels or depending on your usage of how much electricity you're consuming, that's going to help us build the design before the meeting starts. Right. So how about um, battery technology? Is that improved since when it started, you know, a decade, you know, I don't know how many decades ago it started, but how was any advances made? What's going to make that even better there has been. There's a there's a lot of very interesting things that are going on on the battery side, and there's a lot of different perspectives on this. Um, the battery market is exploding coast to coast. Uh, the people that are seeing the largest value for the battery backup systems are people that are uh, encountering frequent outages. Uh, so if you have a really stable grid and you lose power once a year for five minutes, it might not financially make sense for that person. But for the people that are losing power once a week, once a month, handful of times a year, um, for extended durations, uh, it, yeah, it's it's really going to pencil out for those people. So there's different types of, of panels and inverters, and you go through that. I mean, residential is different than commercial, obviously. So you have a different set of equipment. I mean, what differentiates that from uh, commercial, residential from commercial? Yeah, great question. So I think really the most important thing and the biggest differentiator is the components that we're going to use on residential homes are much more aesthetically appealing. Uh, majority of commercial buildings, it's on a flat roof. You're not going to see it. Uh, the size of the panels or the color of the panels doesn't really make that much of a difference. Um, on a residential system, we're going to want to use a low profile racking system. We're going to want to use all black panels. Uh, we're going to try to really blend it uh, with the roof as well as possible. We're on the commercial side. You're pretty much just going for, you know, what is the lowest cost product um, and, you know, and how can we affect the ROI as much as possible? Right, right. So 
in terms of the aesthetic look seems to be something that people are always, you know, asking about. Uh, you just mentioned you'd want to use, you know, the way it's put on, the, the type of panels. Um, but uh, uh, I would also question how you get this, you know, mic. How do you, in, in terms of you do social, you know, media and, and get the information out about solo, how right. do you kind of entice or get people to know, educate them about, mm. you know, the panels and they're going to look fine? Because now they have even ones that look like roofs. I don't know how good they are, if that's something in the future, but what, you well, know. In what our case, it's easy because we just showcase photos of installations that we've done and we have um, hundreds, if not thousands of photos of, of beautiful, and you'll see in our social media. In fact, just last week, I I posted uh, pictures of a home in Pine Bush that um, the house is stunning and the solar uh, integration is seamless. Um, so it was really a nice a nice showcase for us, and it, it de definitely does allay any of those fears as far as the aesthetic um, look of solar. I mean, there there have been major improvements over the past several years. Um, that have made it, uh, you know, less of a uh, of a of a roadblock. Mm -hmm. So, is there? Do you find that people respond uh, on social media if they, you know, put in your maybe your company or whatever? And and do you get a response back? Do you get? I mean, how how does that work? Well, we, we, using we seem, social media. Yeah, we seem to have a lot of rabid fans. Um, and okay. and I see a lot of the same names over and over, which I wish wasn't the case so much. Oh, okay. But we do have a lot of people who who will respond favorably. Um, and then just as with reviews, you know, we have over 400 five-star reviews on social media. You'll you'll still get people who did not have a great experience, a very small percentage. And just like as we deal with it from our amazing customer service team. Um, we will deal with any any negative responses on social media uh, the same way. You know, we will we will ask. You know, well, what's bringing you to this conclusion? Uh, so last week, I was uh, I'm in the middle of a conversation where people are just talking about how toxic solar panels are, and they're all coming from China, and this is radioactive. And I'm like, okay, I know where they're where they're going, where they're headed, and and there's really no way to talk to that uh, kind of thinking. Uh, you know. Right. They probably work for, for an oil company. Yeah, uh, but exactly. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you were trying to get people to, to, to do, you know, something that's going to, yeah. we're in a climate crisis. It's, it's, it's not yeah. deniable. It's well, a let, let me, crisis. let me also answer the question as far as how do we communicate and get people interested who maybe are on the fence? Um, w w first thing is, uh, you know, we're very transparent and we we make it clear that in the Northeast, only 25 to 30 percent of the homes are good candidates for solar for the reasons that you know of, uh, whether there's too much shading or the, the the pitch of the roof or the direction the roof is facing. So, you know, right right off the bat to, to um, let people know that we're not going to try to, you know, uh, push anything on you if it doesn't make sense. You know, that kind mm -hmm. of brings them to a, a point of, OK, this is reasonable. Now, let me hear if I'm you know, if I'd be a good candidate. The other thing we talk about, and I like to focus on um, the lifetime savings of going solar. So, right. you know, we often hear about, oh, you can save uh, 50, 100 bucks, 150 bucks a month from going solar versus what you're paying to utility. 
60, 70% utility rate increases over the past couple of years. It's been insane. Right. But we can show that by locking in to a financed rate with solar, you know, most people, Matt, what is it? 80 people will finance their, their solar yeah, system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you have most people are financing. So they're locking in at a, at a fixed monthly rate over time while their utility rates are increasing um, year over year over year. So it, it is not unusual. And we've, when we send out proposals, we'll show that you're going to save 60,000, 80,000, 100,000 and more over the lifetime of that system. You know, and I'll push it a step further and I'll say, look, take this small savings you have month to month, um, sometimes not so small, put that in the market and you've got another 75,000 that's grown right. over time. Right. So, so there's really positive things. Uh, that solar is 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 an important uh, renewable energy. People should, you know, get in touch um, to to learn about it. They can do research, uh, and and I'm I'm really happy we that both of you came on and and gave us some of your expertise because it's such an important issue and an important topic. Um, since we're slightly on a time frame here now, and we want to get uh, Kent uh, as a you know, his, his thoughts on being a resident and putting it up. So I'm going to uh, turn it. Oh, I, I thank you guys immensely, by the way. Sure. And uh, uh, we'll keep the, we'll keep the, this information going out. And, um and Gabriel is, uh, has got some questions for, for Kent uh, at this point, who we know. Absolutely. So no, go thank, ahead. Thank you, thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, It was really insightful to listen to. And Ken, congratulations on the upcoming installation. It's very exciting. Thank um, you. You are the perfect candidate for our neighbor model because what we like to do, um, what we have liked to do on previous episodes is talk to people in the community that are going forward and actually promoting some of these avenues towards a greener future. So just to start off, why did you think that this was the right time for you to install solar? What, what really drove your decision? Um, well, first of all, I wanted to participate in reducing my greenhouse gas emissions. Um, so that was number one. And, and in conjunction with the uh, Climate Leadership and Community Protection Act passed by New York, uh, we have some tough goals to meet. Um, so I figured that everybody should do their part towards towards doing that. But in basically, the incentives are just too good. Like, you know, like Mike and, and Matt, Matt talked about, you know, the 30% IRA federal, the 25% NYSERDA. I'm also will be receiving 20 cents per watt from NYSERDA up to a maximum of 10,000 wow. watts. <laughs> um, and uh, so it, it just, when it came down to, to doing all the financing on it uh, or, or the analysis, for me, it's going to be a payoff period of about five years, a little less than five years. Um, so that seemed like a really reasonable time frame. Um, so, and then one of the things that happens is, they were talking that there's volatility in the energy markets and we don't know what the rates of the actual supply are going to be, but we know that Con Ed is going to continue to increase their delivery charges. Uh, so those rates are going to increase. And the, you know, the Public Service Commission obviously never gives them exactly what they asked for, but they give them the quite substantial increases most of the time. Oh, sorry. Um, no, it, it, it definitely, I mean, it's, great to hear that it's not just limited to headlines these these incentives definitely do pay off and i'm honestly thrilled that the government has taken an active role into promoting it for homeowners um once you began 
the process, once you ran your calculations, once you figured out that it would be definitely profitable to install solar, were there any, were there any parts of the process that you would want to give advice on to other residents that are looking into installing solar? Were there any pitfalls? Were there any difficulties, challenges? Um, well, the first thing I'd say is, is one of the things that, that everyone is going to have to consider is the age of their roof. Um, so, you know, you don't want to install solar on a roof that's getting towards the end of its useful life. Um, for us, we have 30 year shingles. They're 10 years old at this point. So we figure we get at least 15 years or so more out of them. So it, it makes sense to do it. Um, you know, if you add the cost of replacing the roof in, you, if you have to do the roof anyway, you might as well. And then, and then put solar on top of that. Um, you know, the, the, when we were, we were looking around, um, I looked at a, a number of different companies. I found that the larger companies um, had so much turnover in their personnel that I'd have a different sales rep than I did last week or, or things like that. So I kind of tended towards the smaller companies, ones with track records that they've been around, they've done in installations. Um, and the other thing I was looking for was I generally do this in my life is I buy quality products when I buy something and I just buy more infrequently. And so I wanted to make sure that panels that I was putting in and the inverters, et cetera, were of very good quality ones so that they would last. And then the other part of it was I wanted to also minimize any single points of failure. Um, so I didn't want to have a single inverter, which I think believe is possible. Right uh, for for the whole system, but but inverters for each panel, so that if one panel fail, one inverter fails, I still get get power from the from the installation. Um, so that's basically it. A good tr good track record on on whoever is going to be doing the the work, and a good warranty for the the products also. Right. So definitely considerations with the safeguards. Definitely considerations with who you're actually dealing with. Um, I'm trying to. It's, it's such an interesting technology and it's it's easier than ever right now to install it. It's more accessible than ever. And I just wanted to wrap up by asking whether there were any surprises or particularly positive experiences that you had throughout your time researching the technology or installing it or, or just generally throughout the process. Um, well, I have actually been looking into the process or into installing it for, for a while now. Um, there have been some supply chain issues that have been causing delays on, on some products or not being able to get certain panels and having to substitute other panels. Um, so that kind of, and, and I just wanted to make sure I was doing the right thing. So the process did take me quite a while to, to research and actually come down to, to signing the contract. Um, you know, and it, it's, it's been a while since I signed the contract. I'm looking forward to having the installation actually done. Um, you know, no, that, I mean, the incentives are changing a little bit from time to time. I'm lucky in a way that I've waited because I got the 30% in, um, from the IRA as opposed to what was 26% before. Um, so I got a little extra money there. Um, so no, not, I mean, that's basically it in a nutshell. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, thank you, everyone, for coming on. Uh, thank you so much for the insight. And uh, I want to pass it to Aaron for the conclusion for some wrap-up. Muted. How about a little, little, little techie difficult? Here we go.
So, go ahead. Go ahead, Gabriel. <laughs> I mean, Aaron, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Aaron. Thank you, everyone, uh, for coming on today. It was it was really informative, really interesting to hear from everyone's perspectives. And um, I, I really uh, I appreciate everybody coming on. Uh, thanks for joining us on today's episode of Newcastle Going Green. For more info about the Sustainability Advisory Board, you can visit the About Us section on our website at HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.mynewcastle.org slash 303 slash sustainability dash advisory dash board. You can also visit the SAB's Facebook page or email us at sab at mynewcastle.org with any questions or ideas. Thank you to Alicia Malloy for all of her behind the scenes help. I'm Aaron Silver, along with Gabriel Paley and Maxine Margot Rubin, and we'll see you next time.